Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about new? Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to The Geek Show, the final episode of Season 3 of The Geek Show, the season finale. What will happen? Nothing too crazy. But uh, first of all, I do want to say to everyone who keeps following The Geek Show and listens weekly or even every once in a while. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. This is a show I pour my heart and soul into. Is it perfect? No, nothing's perfect in life. There are some episodes I really hate, some episodes I really love, but I'm glad that I have people that are constantly coming to me and saying that they love listening, and I really do appreciate that. So thank you all very much. Uh, not, I don't want to get too emotional here, but uh, it, it, it's amazing to me, especially this year, uh, how my I, I think I finally found my, quote, radio voice, as they say, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So as always, and it, it, I will say this for the rest of my life, thank you for joining me every week or even daily or even every once in a while i really appreciate it thank you for spending some time with me and i hope you have fun that's what the geek show is all about that's what i try to do with the geek show is just a show where especially in this politically divided world we're in that we can all just take a breather relax and talk about fun things video games movies tv shows a little bit of everything and this week as being the last episode of the year for the geek show i have a very special we do this every year and i love doing it uh, top five lists four of them four top five lists of the year as we go over the uh i guess kind of rounding out the year so we'll start off with the top five movies of 2020 obviously because of the pandemic uh we had very interesting uh, choices in regards to movies because a lot of movies were pulled and they're coming out next year then we'll take a break and we get back after that we will go over the top five things we'll be talking about in the year 2020 in the world of technology i like to just take a little look and see especially with covid how things are going to morph in technology and where our focus will be as we continue to move forward then the last part of the show we have two more top five lists we have the top five worst things about 2020 it's just a great opportunity for everyone to yell at the worst things about 2020 and i feel like i could make a top 100 list for the worst things about 2020 then we'll end the show on a positive note and we'll do the top five best things about 2020 because there was some really cool and really nice things to help lift our spirits up uh in all of this what seems like a constant uh barrage of darkness around us but so stick around and as always as i said earlier thank you again for joining us and let's start the first top five list of the week and these are the top five best movies of 2020 and uh, i you know i have a top five list every week 
where do we start with the top five list? Number five. Number five. Okay, now this one, I, I, I was debating so much on if it's really a movie because the soundtrack has been out for a while, and uh, and by a while, I mean a few years. And uh, But, you know, I, I sat back and I thought about it. I'm like, yes, it released. It was the very first time it was released and available for all of us on Disney+. Plus, and it's one of the highest streamed movies that was that happened this year and it just happens to be my second favorite musical of all time alexander hamilton my name is alexander hamilton and there's a million things I haven't done But just you wait, just you wait Yes, Disney Plus has uh, recorded and put on the stage play of Hamilton. It is perfect in every way. Maybe there's a couple camera shots that are like, oh, wait, I want to see the whole cast, but it is perfectly made. The music is fantastic as always, and it's just wonderful that everybody can have an opportunity to see the original musical with the original cast, because that's the one thing that's annoying to me about musicals. I love musicals. My number one being, of course, Hadestown. I, I cannot uh, speak enough about how much I love that uh, musical, but but uh, one of the more annoying things, especially with us out here in Illinois, it's expensive to get in a plane, fly to New York, stay at night, get a good seat at a Broadway musical and watch it. And as much as I love touring uh, Broadway shows, and I'm not trying to throw shade on them at all, there's something special about seeing the original cast with this stuff. So it's really cool that Disney released this. It was originally going to release... Uh, I think next year, but they decided because of the pandemic that they were going to release it on the 4th of July, and I thought that was a great move. Hamilton, you can still watch it now on Disney Plus streaming service. Number four. Number four. Number four goes to a Netflix show called The Trial of the Chicago 7. We want to underscore again that we're coming to Chicago peacefully, but whether we're given permits or not, we're coming. We're going to Chicago to protest the Vietnam War. And there's no place to be right now but in it. We watched for a decade while these rebels without a job tell us how to prosecute a war. They're going to spend their 30s in a federal facility, real time. Yeah, so if you follow The Geek Show, you know this. I love movies that are based off of true stories, and the fact that this is one of the few true stories that takes place in Chicago, I instantly fell in love with it. But then throw on top of it that it just happens to be written and directed by probably uh, one of the best, in my opinion, writers of all time and creator of my favorite TV show of all time, The West Wing. Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed this. It is a fantastic film of a piece of history that, uh, in all honesty, kind of showcases still where we are now. It's really interesting. Going back this year especially, I went back and watched a lot of documentaries about the past, and there's some weird similarities that uh, the anger and just the violence. And, uh, yeah, it's just an interesting thing that I think everyone should watch. Not only is it a great film, uh, not only is it a great piece of history, uh, history in regards to Illinois, but it's just a really good tale and something that you feel good after watching it because of uh, the story. It's really, really good, really powerful on Netflix. Go check it out. Number three. 
Number three. Okay, number three is the oddball movie, but I would call this movie probably the closest thing to me as a person. Uh, it's an artsy-fartsy film. I always say artsy-fartsy because I went to film school, and there was definitely a crowd of people who liked the blockbuster, big, gutsy, blow-up, explosion-style movies, and then ones that are like more intimate, more emotional, and more uh, just uh, uh, have a gut punch to the emotions. And that's kind of where I stand. I love that type of stuff. I love talking about about uh, the deeper levels of stuff. What is love? What is hate? What is anger? All of that. And this show is perfect. It's on Netflix. It is a beautifully, beautifully shot film. And uh, it's I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't think so. Weird. I'm visiting Jake's parents for the first time. He hasn't been my boyfriend for very long. They really are looking forward to meeting you. I think you've ending things. Yeah, so that is, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. And here's the thing. Uh, I had to watch this movie twice to really get the full grasp of it. It's an artsy film. And by that, I mean... Uh, you have to draw your own conclusions. It's not going to tell you up front what everything is about, but you can uh, go read online. There are breakdowns about what the movie means, but I highly recommend with movies like this, especially in artsy films, to just walk in uh, with no expectation and just let the story guide you. It is a harrowing tale of uh, love, of sadness, of uh, life and death and uh, it makes you question things. So that is, I'm thinking of ending things, the number three movie on Netflix. You can watch it right now. Really, really good. Number two. Number two. Okay, number two. If you follow the show, you know I love animated movies, and this one is just, oh, even just thinking about it right now, I'm getting a little teary-eyed. Uh, I love anime. Anime is Japanese animation uh, because of how unique and uh, visually it is and the detail you can get. And this movie was without a doubt the best animated feature for me of the year. This is Weathering With You. It's going to clear up. Yes, Weathering With You is kind of a love tale and also a tale about climate change and uh, just uh, about a kid trying to make it on his own. And it is a powerful, powerful movie. Uh, a little cliche at times, like I could see where it was going to go, but it's just the raw emotion and the raw just energy the movie gives you because it is about a kid trying to make it uh this girl it is constantly raining and uh, the rain can stop by this girl uh but there's a consequence to her stopping the rain and they explore that and i just really really like it it is a beautifully shot film i highly recommend with all of these films to watch in the original language, which is Japanese, and watch with subtitles. I know some people are not into that, and I totally get it. So you can watch without subtitles. I know they have an all-star cast on there. But it is a wonderfully, wonderfully done film, and I highly recommend it. That is Weathering With You. You can watch it. I don't think there's any streaming service. I think you have to buy it or buy it digitally, like through Amazon. Here's number one. Number one. Okay, here we go. Never in my entire life 
did I ever expect in any list I would ever make to have a documentary on the best movie list for 2020. But this one's here because... Wow, it is absolutely insane. And the fact that it's real is even more insane. This is the best movie of 2020. This is Class Action Park. A lot of people wish they could ignore rules. Gene actually did that. Nobody would give him insurance. So he created his own insurance company and then insured himself. It did bring sometimes a criminal element. I don't know how many people died at Action Park, but it wasn't just one person. Electrocuted. Decapitated. Fractured vertebrae. Impaled on the bowl. Had a heart attack. Nobody should ever be the second person to die in a wave pool. Close the wave pool. Yes, Class Action Park is a documentary on HBO Max, the streaming service, and it is just bizarre. Like, if you walked in and watched it, you would say, oh, that's obviously a mockumentary. It's not real. They're making fun of, like, theme parks and whatnot. No, this is a theme park that had no rules. I mean, there was the best image that I still can't get out of my head is they explained a slide, and it went a complete 360 circle, and they had kids would come out of this slide and they would be all bloody. And they're like, why are they, these kids coming out of this all bloody? It's because the previous kids had their teeth knocked out while they were riding this uh, slide. And people were scraping themselves on all of the teeth that were in the slide. I can't make this up. People have died at this theme park. Go check this documentary out. It is it, like just fantastic and that's why i have it on here never in my life would i think that a documentary uh would get the top number one slot for the year but this one did it it is funny it is shocking it is a movie i never expected to be as great as it is and that is why it is my top movie of the year class action park documentary on hbo max so recap then we'll take a break number five for the best movies of 2020 number five went to hamilton on disney plus number four went to the trial of the chicago seven on netflix number three went to i'm thinking of ending things on netflix and then number two was weathering with you you have to buy that movie uh digitally i know amazon has it and then finally the number one movie of the year i'm still even saying it is insane a documentary called class action park on hbo about a theme park that is just it had no rules and it is awesome so check those movies out let me know what your guys's opinions are what is your favorite movie of 2020 shoot me an email send me a message and we'll take a break and when we get back we'll talk about the future and what we'll be talking about in the year 2021 Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Okay, we gotta move fast because I talked way too long in the last segment. So, the next top five list for the week is the top five things I think we'll be talking about in the year 2021 in regards to technology. Number five. Number five goes to connectivity. And what I mean by connectivity, I mean it is all of your devices talking with each other. I think that we're gonna be seeing a lot more integration and a lot more companies working together to have everything seamlessly work together. So, let's say i think video games are the prime example let's say you're playing a video game like the xbox on your xbox on your tv in the living room right well uh-oh somebody else wants the tv well you can now get up and walk over to your ipad or your laptop or your computer and you will seamlessly be able to 
uh, pick up the game right where you just finished. And it's all about devices connecting and talking to each other. I think with uh, uh, the home speaker devices, we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. Like, imagine we're going to get to the point where you walk into your house and you say, hey, Alexa, I'm home. And the lights will come on in a specific way you like it. The temperature will drop to the temperature that you like. Maybe uh, the coffee maker will start. I mean, the amount of settings you can do and the amount of communicating your devices are going to have is going to be insane. So that's why I have it on here, because I think connectivity is going to be a massive push in 2021 number four number four okay number four goes to ai obviously we're going to be seeing a lot more of that we're going to be advancing a lot more on it uh in the world of ai artificial intelligence having machines learn and do things i mean we're eventually going to get to the point where machines are going to be smarter than you and me Okay, I should say smarter than you, because, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I think most machines are already smarter than me. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's something that we'll be talking about more. I really hope there is a push for regulating AI. I don't know how we would do that, but I hope it's something we talk about. Obviously, the the negatives is that uh, this will eventually lead to the robot apocalypse. But the positives are uh, using AI to help people in the medical world, help people in the driving space. We might get to the point where we see a really, really big push uh, for the driverless cars. And I think they'll be very interesting to see. And I think 2021 is really going to be the start of it. Number three. Number three goes to automation. What do I mean by automation? Well, the perfect example is this. There was a science group, I think it was over in the UK, that during this pandemic and during their shutdown over in the UK, uh, they said, we came up, we, we realized something very early on, and that is the use of automation. Because uh, with scientists, there are a lot of testing and different things that they need to do to check the results and whatnot. And they realized that they had a machine that could work 24 hours a day to do things and when they realized that they could do it and they were getting fantastic results and faster they're like yes we need to focus on that and i think we're going to be seeing a lot more the negatives being that uh automation could lead to some uh, job loss significant job loss because when you have machines that don't require pay that don't require uh a time off or a break that can work 24 7 uh Things are going to change, and I worry that that's going to lead to people losing jobs and how that will change the job market. But I think that in 2021, we're going to be seeing a lot more of it, and I would have to blame a little bit on COVID. I know we were headed down there, but I think COVID helped uh, launch that more to happen. Number two. Number two goes to 5G. Obviously, this year was kind of setting the infrastructure for it. Next year, we'll be seeing the big push for it. I think we're going to be seeing a boatload of marketing campaigns that will emphasize 5G and the switch over phones to 5G phones. Uh, 5G is going to be the next level of phones. Uh, the internet speeds are going to be ridiculously fast, almost seamlessly fast. And I think it's something that everyone's going to like a lot if we can get past the conspiracy theorist. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that say that uh, 5G is causing uh, COVID, that's causing diseases and cancer. It's not true. It's something that people have been using time and time again for anything technology-wise to take advantage of people and sell products like a flash drive that will create an invisible shield around you to protect you from the 5G waves. You might be laughing, but that's an actual thing that people were selling for upwards of, I think it was $700. So 5G is going to have a big impact, and it's not something to be afraid of. I mean, I talk about technology all the time and my fears for it, privacy and whatnot. 
I really don't have that much in regards to fears for it. I think it's something that everyone will enjoy once we get it. But there will be that initial hike to switch over phones, and uh, I'll be curious to see if they're going to charge more for 5G. Here's number one. Number one goes to the phrase as a service. What do I mean by that? We're going to be seeing a lot more emphasis on uh, having a service instead of a product. The perfect example is uh, if I want to go buy a film editing piece of software, I can buy it right now for like $500 or I can subscribe to them and pay like $20 a month and keep getting updates to the software. I think we're going to be seeing a lot less opportunities to buy a product and seeing a lot more uh, as a service, meaning that you need to subscribe in order to use it. Streaming is obviously the perfect example because why do you need DVDs and Blu-rays when you can stream everything? You have the service that will be constantly updated with new things and constantly updated for issues. And I think we're going to be seeing a big emphasis on that. Just remember, as with all streaming services, it can be very easy to lose track on what services you're using. So you're going to want to keep an eye on it. But I think that 2021 is going to be a big as a service year. And with that, you guys, I know that was quick, but we got to go. We got to take a break for news. When we get back, we will talk about the worst things about 2020. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Warrow. We got to move fast again because my last top five list, I, I have a lot to go over. But this is the worst things about 2020. I think we can all agree that 2020 was the worst. Let's just wipe it away, air our grievances, and move on to 2021, which will hopefully be a better year. So let's take a sit back and let's just yell a bit at the worst things about 2020. Number five. Number five goes to hacks. What do I mean by hacks? Well, I mean, just hacking in general. Uh, obviously, this world with COVID and a lot of these on my list are going to have to do with COVID. There was a huge emphasis on logging in online. And what happened with that? Well, a lot more big hacks happened. Uh, people were hacking into Zoom meetings. People were hacking into corporations. We just had that massive hack in the government. And it's just getting worse. And I hate every time that happens. I hate when people have to go through their banks, change all their info. And I know it's like first world problems that you have to do that, but it's a constant thing. And my only biggest worry and what I hate so much is that uh, the government has yet to do anything. And I'm not pointing fingers at the Trump administration or the Democrats or any of that. I'm blaming everyone on this. We need to step up our game because people are getting uh, around us in regards to technology. And guess what? The world is going to be technology focused. So let's get our act together. Number four. Number four. Number four goes to the Xbox and PS5. Wait, Corey, you love video games. Why are you hating on that? Well, it's not the systems itself. It's the hype behind it. And I have to be 1000% honest. I was on the hype train. I've been doing so good this year of trying to get myself off of that initial feeling to always have the newest technology uh, over and over because that could get expensive. But the craziness to me is that people actually went out and paid triple, if not five times the amount for a PlayStation 5 than it actually cost because they wanted it right now. And as I said in my review last week, while it is a fantastic system, you can wait a little bit. I promise you, most of the games you can play on your PlayStation 4 and then you can upgrade and sit, move over your saves, but the console itself will not reach its best abilities until the next couple of years when the companies had time to develop games for that console. So it's just madness to me. I, I can never understand people who will spend like literally five times the amount 
uh, that it would normally cost just to have it that day. A little insane for me. Number three. Number three goes to conspiracies and conspiracy theorists. This year has been a crazy year. Uh, the pandemic, the elections and all of that, which we'll all get to in a second here. But uh, I have a fear that conspiracy theories are going to start to take over. And I really am seriously concerned that uh, the amount of making fun of it that we do in the media, uh, especially like, I mean, even on the geek show, I, I make fun of it uh, like, oh, robots are going to take over the world. Uh, I, I worry that I'm just giving uh, those people a megaphone because you have every right to believe what you do. Yes, but it's the extreme ones that go to the next level that show up at a pizza restaurant with a gun saying, where's the basement with the kids? Or uh, there was a lady from uh, Peoria, I believe, or in this area who wanted to drive up, who drove up to New York City to kill was it Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton, I think. The online world is a bad place right now, and you can get sucked in hard with uh, conspiracy theories, with other people agreeing with you. Uh, if you can literally, I think, like say any statement, and you will find a group of people online who believe you. Uh, Ronald McDonald is actually a real clown and he goes around and he uh, makes hamburgers out of children. You know, I bet there's a group out there who does that. And I just worry that with the internet and with this uh, world that we're in right now of extremism everywhere, uh, that it's going to get worse. I hope that's not the case, but it's something I really hated uh, dealing with this year. Uh, behind the scenes, I do the morning show with Greg and Dan all the time, and uh, I can't tell you the number of people who have come at me with conspiracy theories and saying that we're lying to people. And uh, look, like I said, we all have uh, to agree that you can believe what you want to believe, but you don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be rude about it. And I promise you that uh, at least my goal with everything, and I think everyone here, is that we want to give you the best information that we believe is correct and the best information that we can prove is correct. We're not going to try to say things to make you happy. We're not going to try and say things to uh, just get anger out of you. One thing I very, very much appreciated working with Mr. Greg Batten is to be yourself. And I'm not a person who will say extreme things to just get a rise out of you and to make you get angry. And I feel like we're getting at a point where that's finally backfiring, that all of this extremism on both sides is going to lead us down a dark path. I hope that's not the case, but it's something I really hated about 2020. Number two. Number two goes to the elections. I hate everything about it, regardless about what side won. Uh, everyone got angry. There was a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming. The elections were terrible on top of COVID. Here's number one. Number one goes to COVID. Obviously, COVID was the worst thing to happen in this world because of or this year because of uh, just everything about it. We had a lot of anger. Uh, we had a lot of businesses closed. We had the shutdown at the beginning. And I think March was the start of a very, very dark season for all of us. I, without a doubt, had a incredibly, incredibly low point about in the summertime where I just I, I felt crushed by everything. Obviously, we all want to go out. I'm doing my best to protect myself and to protect my family and to protect uh, everyone I work with because I am in the younger category uh, while I do have some... Uh, uh, things that can make me higher on the risk chart. Uh, I'm doing everything I can to protect those around me. And uh, 
it's hard. It's hard, especially with local businesses. I mean, I'm trying to protect them, too, by going out to eat more and trying to shop local. Uh, movie theaters are being destroyed right now because of COVID. It's not a good time. And I think we all can agree collectively that it's bad. Uh, businesses down, um, money problems, job problems, the economy's down, and over 300,000 deaths. That's horrible and that's i mean by the time that you're listening to this it might be even four hundred thousand. it's really really bad and i hope that seriously with this vaccine we can maybe finally start moving towards that light at the end of the tunnel because i hate everything about covid i hate anything that causes people to get angry and i hate anything that causes over three hundred thousand people dying That's insane and sad, and I hope that we can get through this. So I hope uh, that was my top five uh, worst things about 2020. I hope that you, along with me, just aired your grievances, let it all out, yell during this commercial break, uh, and release your anger about 2020. Let it out, take a deep breath, and let's move on, and we'll end the show with something positive, the best things about 2020, because yes, there were some great things in this very dark year. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome back to The Geek Show. This is the last segment of The Last Geek Show. I know, I'm sad too, but we will be back on January 9th. I'm taking a week off because of uh, vacation, and I won't be in time back in time to do uh, the next phase of the Geek Show. But uh, yes, uh, January 9th, we will be back with the Geek Show Phase 4, Year 4, whatever you want to call it. We're back with the fourth year of the Geek Show. And as always, I said it throughout this show entirely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. This is one of the most fun things I do and look forward to every week. And I'm glad you're able to join me. And I'm glad I'm able to take a break for an hour uh, a week to just stay away from politics for the most part and talk about fun things video games movies tv shows a little bit of everything we need a little break from politics every once in a while but uh we're going to finish off right now with our last top five list of the year and i want to end on a positive note because we had a lot of positive things happen and this is the top five best things about 2020 and i know what you're saying Corey. 2020 this was the worst year it stinks what 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 positivity came out of it well we had a few things and in fact we're going to start with this one number five Yes, if you don't know by that music, number five goes to Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is a specific video game that has come out for the Nintendo Switch this year. Because of it, it blew up in sales and it blew up just the console itself of uh, the Nintendo Switch. But Animal Crossing could not have come out at a more perfect time because it came out at the mid-March, if not early April. And we were just in the very first lockdown that we've ever been in, at least my generation's ever been in. And Animal Crossing was just an escape. And that's really what 2020 is all about. At least a lot of these things on this list that I have this year is just all about escaping the world that we're in and relaxing a little bit. There's nothing more joyful than just creating a little town where everybody is incredibly happy. You can go around fish. 
uh, dig for fossils, and even try to uh, have competitions with bug catching and trying to create the most cool-looking town ever. I know it's really specific. A lot of these are more general concepts for my list, but uh, I think it was something that brought a lot of joy and a lot of happiness to people. It, uh, without a doubt, helped people uh, at the beginning stages of this pandemic to relax a little bit. And I think that it'll be something that we will look back in the the history of uh, the United States and see the impact that just a single video game had during this pandemic. Super cool. Number four. Number four. Yes, number four goes to streaming services. And uh, why I chose that is because I know I just talked about a second ago how uh, movie theaters closing was one of the worst things about 2020. But uh, streaming opened a possibility that I think is really cool and I want to talk about. And that is this. Uh, Disney Plus had Hamilton this year. And I know I talked about Hamilton in the best movies of 2020, but this is something I can't speak uh, enough about. There are some people out there who can't afford to go uh, to the movie theater all the time or go take a trip to New York to go see a Broadway play and actually have good seats at the Broadway play. Streaming services have really opened up and exploded this year during the pandemic because everyone's at home. But I think it's something we'll be seeing more about. Why? Well, because I think it's giving people opportunities that they didn't have before. I love Broadway musicals. I've talked about it before. I really, really love them. I love uh, just the artistry behind it, the writing, uh, the acting, everything about it. But one of the most annoying things is living in Illinois, you can't just go fly to New York and go watch a Broadway show with an original cast. Disney Plus, I was able to watch Hamilton with the original cast while sitting on my couch in Peoria, Illinois. I thought that was pretty cool. And then on top of it, uh, Warner Brothers this year announced that all of their movies of next year will be released on the streaming service and in theaters at the same time. And I think it just opens up possibility for more people to experience these kind of pop culture things that we're going to be experiencing. Obviously, you can say, well, Corey, you still have to pay for a streaming service. Yes, but... Uh, I think, what, the most expensive one is $15, and that's uh, at least one trip to the movie. So I, I think that this will open the possibility for people to watch multiple different movies and have different chances at experiencing different things. And if more people have opportunities to watch uh, movies... Number three... Sandra Lindsay, a registered nurse in New York, made history yesterday, becoming the first person in the U.S. to get the vaccine. Number three goes to the vaccine, because if you really think about it, the vaccine is insane. Uh, we had really the start of this pandemic for all of us was really in March. And here we are in December at the end of the year, and we already have a vaccine and we're already giving it out to people. That is insane. That does not happen often, especially in the medical world where we can have a turnaround that quickly. And the work that these scientists and these medical people have done to get this out there is phenomenal. And I wish we all could just collectively give them a round of applause every day, especially also the people that are going to administer it, the frontline workers at hospitals, nurses, doctors. It's been a rough, rough year for them. And the fact that on top of all of this, on top of all of the pandemicness of staying socially distanced, of the election mixed in with all of this, uh, the political turmoil that turned into this, uh, the, that just enhanced the pandemic and made it everyone angry. We did it. We came together collectively as a world and as a country 
and created a vaccine to a disease that has killed at least upwards of 300,000 plus people. That is insane and awesome. And the fact that we as humans were able to do that in such a little amount of time, we should all be praising all of the scientists at the top of our lungs because that is insane and awesome. And that is why I think that is number three on the top things of 2020. Number two. Number two goes to family, friends, and Zoom. And I say Zoom because I what I really mean is just interacting with people on um, via like FaceTime and Google Meetings and stuff. Because uh, the pandemic, without a doubt, uh, has shut down things, has caused travel to go back significantly. And I know there's a lot of people that are following the rules. And in doing so, we have found new opportunities to share our time with each other and hang out with friends. I hung out with a bunch of my friends. We had a drinking party via Zoom. We just drink and chat with people. My family has weekly set up FaceTime meetings where they talk to the whole family and just see what everybody's up to. And there was a lot more connectivity throughout all of this. I personally reached out to some old friends from uh, way back in the years of uh, middle school and grade school. And uh, I think that that was something really cool that came out of all of this. Uh, The connectivity between friends, family, and just checking in on each other, at least locally. I had a lot of people who often would just check in to make sure we're all good. And that's one thing I love about Peoria. And one thing I love about just all of us in general, we genuinely are all good people. We don't like to yell at each other about politics and all of that. It's just what we believe. But I believe at the end of the day, we're all here to help each other. And I think that uh, that's one of the golden things that came out of this year. We had people reaching out to each other. We had friends and families uh, meeting each other in new virtual ways. And I think in some cases, we actually met and hung out with friends and family even more than normal. So that's why I have it, because I think it's really unique and something that we all came together and adapted to, which is virtual meetings. And you know what? It made my work meetings about half the time they normally are. So that in itself is a success in my mind. Here's number one. Number one. Okay, I couldn't, I can't get this all in one audio. How do you get the collective world of viral videos and put it into one video? Well, I decided to go with this one that I still think is hilarious. Am I a child? Corey, do you have a uh, humor ability of an eight-year-old boy? Yes, of course I do. Take a listen to this. Every player, unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, if you're, pl- <laughs> if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls. Uh, to, avoid conf- <laughs> to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out to put an X or put someone's initials on them. Yes, I love that video. I'm sorry. I'm a two-year-old. I swear. I'm the lowest uh, humor when it comes to that stuff. But I, this is the one thing that I think helped so much during this pandemic uh, and this year in general is the internet and viral videos. I know these are just giant concepts that I'm having uh, for the best things about 2020, but I think it's a really big deal. Uh, with TikTok, with YouTube, there were viral videos going around crazy. And you know what? What I really appreciate about them, if any of these videos made you laugh or made you just forget for a little bit about the world we were in, 
I think that is awesome. And I think it's something that we should keep pushing because we need breaks. Uh, one of the movies I always talk about is the movie um, Inside Out from Pixar. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it showcases that we have, uh, at least in my opinion, the main message of it is that we all have emotions and we need to use all of those emotions. Don't try to hide away from your fears or your anger. Uh, we all get angry. We all get sad. We all get happy. And I felt like for a while there that uh, because of this year in general, uh, anger started to rise more and more. And that caused people to yell back and forth. And I think that viral videos in general were just a way for all of us to sit back and relax a little bit and just take a breather. That's what 2020 really needed was just a big collective deep breath in and a deep breath out. We all needed to relax a little bit. And I'm hoping I'm really, really hoping now that we have a vaccine, now that we're finally getting over all the election stuff, that maybe we can finally put to rest 2020 and go into 2021 and do some really cool things. And I think that that is going to happen. Will it take time? Yes, but I think we will eventually get there. And with that, that is the Geek Show for the year 2020. I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. Like I said, the Geek Show will be back on January 9th for season four of the Geek Show, unless basketball happens, but I don't think there's a basketball game that uh, is planning to happen that weekend. But as always, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. I know this year has been tough, and uh, it's made me question uh, humanity in general this year. But just remember, we're all in this together. Never feel alone or down remember there's always geeks out there there's always a community out there as always Corey c-o-r-e-y period wara w-a-r-a at mwcradio.com if you're ever feeling down or just want to chat or just want to hey if you want to send your anger towards me that's fine too uh, i always like interacting with people who listen to the show but i just want to remind everyone especially this holiday season if you're ever feeling down that you're never alone there's always people out there there's a community of geeks in peoria and in the world that are here we have your back and we need to help lift each other up instead of pulling people down. As I feel like pulling people down is what uh, the year 2020 has been in general. So I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. No matter what you're celebrating, no matter what you're doing, have a fantastic time. And remember to watch out for each other and do something good. Do something great. Have a fantastic, fantastic holiday season. I will see you all in 2021. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.